The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, this is Jim Norton for Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Don't you hate when hosts do that? <laughs> Matt's here. I'm here. Today we have John Jones calling in and uh, talking to Jones. I think that's the whole thing. We don't have only one guest today. That's good. No, I want to catch up with you. Because people keep saying more Matt and more Jim. And by people, I mean me and Matt. <laughs> that's it. But, uh, we, uh, we're going to bullshit about a lot of stuff. I can't wait. Hope you like it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can say without pride and without shame, there's going to be filthy language. Dirty uh, language. Not filthy language. Dirty language. Now, I'm, I'm, a pal, I'm a bit of a potty mouth. Yeah. He drops a lot of F-bombs. I drop a lot of C-bombs. Sometimes we put them together. So if you don't like dirty language, <laughs> listen anyway. UFC and digital media present... UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by digital media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi, Jim. Hi, Matt. We need to take that guy's voice out because we have nothing to say when we start. It's nice to say, hey, it's Matt Sarah or Jim Norton, but he does it. So we just sound like redundant asses if we do it. It's true, but people know it's us. They do. And people are excited, and people are giving us Twitter loves. I'm right now reading a lot of Twitter comments. I I, I threw a thing out there asking people, uh, just in case there's any fucking dead air time or anything. I'm like, yo, ask us questions, and maybe it'll make air and stuff. So maybe we'll go to that later on. And it's funny when you, you when know? you think about Twitter, they will let you know. Sometimes they're unreasonable. Some of you guys are just unreasonable, um, and some of you make smart criticism. Like one thing I will I will no longer do because I've I've heard you, is I will stop saying as a non-fighter, I have heard your criticism. You're right. I'm that, an that, ass. You, that, that you say as a non-fighter. Yeah, like I'll say like I was talking to Daniel Cormier and I was like, well, as a non-fighter, like we all know I'm not a fighter, but it's just like one of those things that you say and you don't realize you're saying until someone points it out that you said it forty times in three podcasts. Then you're like, oh, I stink. Yeah, I'm gonna critique myself on this one because you know I. I I mean, I do have a potty mouth, but one eye. Oh shit! Here comes our coffee. Hi. Hello. Gonna, it's okay. We're not gonna. You How know, are you? Bring any attention yeah, to you? Thank you for uh, bringing our coffee. Thank you. Which one's mine? Um, they're both the same. Oh, look at that! Do you thank work you. for this place or do you work for? Uh... I work for um, the marketing and media. Oh, very nice. Oh, thank you. I didn't mean to oh, sound like that. Who do you yeah. work for? <laughs> Who are you? you? You're just the first woman we've had in the room, so we're just trying to keep you here. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a delightful young lady. Uh, Isn't she pretty? Flirting with her right, right but I'm not a good head. flirt, though. No, that's okay. Here's my idea of flirting. Hey, thanks for the coffee. Who do you work for? 
I stink at flirting. (laughs) I'm an awful flirt. That was great. But I don't. Oh yeah. So when I was, we were talking about the Game of Thrones, which was so much fun. I love yes. talking about that. I think well, the Unsullied. That was really. Oh no, no. Yeah. Listen, oh, that's sorry. a whole other thing. My my, <laughs> the way I pronounce things is going to be brutal enough. And uh, I'm going to be getting <laughs> hammered. Uh, let me put my cancer in my coffee. I, I I do too many of these splendors. I need the I need the healthier thing. The Truvia. I don't use any of it. I just drink black coffee. Oh man, really? I, I dumped all You're dairy. So manly. Yeah, no, no, no dairy. Uh, yeah, I just I just you know. I clear my throat like like the defendant on a, on a witness stand. I, I can't stop. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, really awful. It's, too, it's too much with the you feel it gets the phlegm and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not yeah, I'm not big on that either, the dairy. But I like I like my stuff sweet. I like it with a spoon stands straight up, that type of thing. Yeah. You know what you know what you guys never fucking give us is a is a little twirly, a little spoon. Stirrer. Look, Chris is like, what the fuck you want for? No, he's, he's like, just, I'm the producer. What am I? You're Aaron boy. Give me that thing, one. will you please? So what is it now? You're saying you aren't. Do you know do. where this thing been that I have to stir my coffee with? Uh, I I dropped too many fucks during the uh, Game of Thrones. Did uh, you? Thing. Oh my god, I didn't realize it. I listened to it, and you know it's bad when it's like, I'm like, oh man, I go, it was almost like I was saying fuck as um, like I'm like ah fuck yeah, I was just, and it was so many, it was almost like wow. So maybe I'll go a little easier. I mean, this is, listen. I mean, we already gave the um, the advisory. Advisory. That's right. Yes. Thank you. I got a word right. You Papa. did very well. Thank you. That's, I'm bound to get a lot more words wrong. But so I dropped a lot of fucks. So I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do a little better. I'm better than that. Basically, I'm better than that. Yeah, it's okay. It happens. We all have little things we do, and you say fuck once in a while. No yeah, big once, deal. Yeah, once every five seconds. All right. Listen. Uh, the main point of this podcast is uh to discuss ufc business so we're just yapping but we have uh, the great john jones oh yeah oh on the he's phone on? and uh, let's, let's go, go to john on. instead of just yapping and making him wait how exciting john thank you for calling in and uh what were you doing right before we got a hold of you i was on instagram uh so you training this morning right yes i went to jackson wink and i, I was there uh last week and I, I watched you for a little while and it was interesting to watch you you there was like four guys and you're just kind of going up against each one of them doing this repetition of moves. And is that just to get like four fresh bodies that are just kind of trying to wear you down? Yeah, that's uh, you drill hard with one partner. The guy kind of slows down. He starts feeling sorry for himself and can't give you the push that you need sometimes. So we uh, that day I have four guys just rotating in on me and, and trying to give me the ultimate push. And Sure enough, got all four of them tired. It was pretty good. Wait, you'll have guys actually feel sorry for themselves and uh, and and like try to cop out of doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, like uh, I think they were shooting in on me, and I had to sprawl and do all types of stuff, and you know, taking my back, I had to get out and shit like that. Not to mention, yeah, sometimes they get tired. Yeah, not to mention it's better because you got one guy versus you, and, and you're, you're staying in. You get fresh guys. I mean, it's just I mean, we used to do that when I was fighting, and we do that with my fighters and. It's 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 smart, you know, because your energy energy ball is taking a hit, and you get these fresh bodies on you. And then when you got to fight one guy, it's just that much better for you. Yeah, you know, I uh, same way we do in sparring. You know, every round, usually five or six rounds of sparring, and I always get a new guy in there. And sometimes I get pissed because these guys, a lot of times, they don't even spar anyone else in between. Like when they get a round off, they'll just wait for their next round with me instead of going to spar. So I'm like, yeah. you know, sometimes I just want to. I want to get one guy to stand there with me for five rounds so it'll make it a little more realistic of what would actually happen in a real fight, you know, as far as the guy starting to fatigue and me really pulling away on his ass. And, John, you had expressed some concerns about uh, Big John McCarthy refing. Um, what, what was it about that that had you concerned? You know, at the end of the day, I just, 
I'm not really sure how John feels about me at the end of the day. And, and, uh, and you know, when you get into a, a big fight, you know, you just don't want anybody out there being biased in any way. And uh, so I'm not really too worried about, about John. I'm not going to be fighting and, and, and like, leaving things in his hands. I'm going to try to do everything to the best of my ability. But, you know, you just don't want anybody throwing calls against you in a fight that could possibly be close. You never know how it turns out. Now, was there, did you have a reason, because, you know, was it your intuition that you can sometimes we pick up things when we talk to a person, or what, what made you think that? Was there something you saw that you're like, wow, this guy just doesn't like me? Um, yeah, there's been a lot of different things uh, over the years, but I really don't want to get into that too much, because the thing's pending, and, and uh, I'm just going to, no if problem. the referee doesn't get changed, I want to be able to still talk to John and, and figure things out with him. Yeah, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure it'll, it'll, you'll uh, you'll work it out. I mean, there's plenty of baseball players that have had issues with umps. Then they play another game, and everything is fine. And you don't want, like you said, you don't want to leave it in his hands anyway. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let me ask you, John. I, I, I felt personally that you got too much shit about the OSP fight, a fight which you had a long layoff and you dominated the fight. But I mean, just because you didn't finish him, I hear people. You, you know, you. I'm sure you did too. When you, when you're you know, you got a reputation as yours and you're, you know, being, you know, talked about as one of the greatest. The fact that you didn't put him away, people are giving you shit. I think it's unjust. I, I felt you won the fight. You dominated the fight versus a very quality guy. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you are you you happy with that fight? Obviously, you want to finish. I mean, but I mean, are you happy you're getting DC after that or or no? Or would you think it would even matter? Um, the OSP fight, I, I uh, you know, I studied OSP. I watched his whole career and, um, Man, I've watched this guy knock out some pretty fair fighters. I mean, no A-level guys, but just uh, just some fair guys, you know, some big, strong boys. He has these, like, you know, his style is, like, it's hard to study for. A lot of times he doesn't even know what he's going to do. Um, he throws these, you know, all of his knockouts come from his left hand, and uh, he has, like, a natural left hand. It's like a, it's a left that you can't really teach a guy. Like like the shots he throws, they're like weird uppercuts and weird overhands, straight and these backside hooks. That's not even like really you can't really train for it. You just got to be ready for it. He like he's like a reactionary puncher, and uh, and when he does it, you know it's almost like he blacks out and just wings it, and he lands it and he knocks a lot of people out. And it's like you know you can be the most skilled guy in the world. You get caught mm-hmm. by you know a natural puncher with his best shot, you can go down. Of course. So I hadn't fought in a long time, and and uh, Ovens is a big boy, man. Some of the shots up that were missing, I could just feel. <laughs> you could feel the wind going by your your face. Or the <laughs> did you feel ring rust when you fought? And, and is that a real thing that fighters go through, or is that out immediately the second you get in the ring? There's no ring rust. I felt the inch of ring rust, not not too much. I, honestly, I don't know. If I want to call it ring rust. Um, you know what? Actually, there was one moment in the fight where. I felt it was strictly due to ring rust. I think it was in like the fourth or fifth round. I had picked up Ovens against the cage, and I walked him to the middle of the cage, and I and I slammed him down. And I kind of he kind of went into a fetal position, and I had his back, um, and I let him up and kicked him instead of like working my jujitsu. My coaches were like, "What the fuck? What the <laughs> what the hell was what the hell was that?" You get a takedown, you take the guy to the middle of the cage where you can really work ground and pound or, or, or mount on the guy or something, and you let him up and kick him. Mm. And, and uh, <laughs> Were you feeling a little tired? Is that why you did that? No, I, I honestly, I, I, um, 
I didn't know I moved from that position. <laughs> and so I, uh, I freaking let him up and kicked him. Like, <laughs> as if I was in a street fight or something. That's a story. Yeah. They probably yeah, want you to be amateur move because because uh, he you'd be better not better off on the mat that you can't stand up with the guy but that's where he'd be at the big disadvantage. You mean from all fours like the where to go from there, how to break him down? No, type of thing? no, he was on his side. Oh like, wow, in position. He was like turtled up on his turtle up on his side, and I was on my knees behind him. Ah. And and for a split second, I couldn't think of anything to do jujitsu wise. Yeah, and so I just let him up. And kicked him. That's an honest answer. That's most guys would not say that. Most That's guys good. would try to find a technical reason, and you're just like, I couldn't think of shit to do, so I can't. That's him. good, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. Hey, so um, I think that was the ring wrestling. I was thinking too much, and I should have just stayed on him and, and found a way to hit him. But I interviewed Cormier recently, and he said something which I was surprised to hear, and he reiterated it again. He said that you didn't punch hard, and that your punches weren't that effective against him. Now, I don't know if he's just saying that or if you didn't hit him as hard as you could, uh, but I was surprised yeah. to hear him say that. You know, when it comes to punching hard, some guys are blessed with his natural ability to ring your bell with every shot. I'm not one of those guys, but I've definitely rocked a lot of people. Before I was in the UFC, I've knocked out quite a few people. Uh, in the UFC, I haven't been able to knock out anyone. But I don't think it's all about being able to punch incredibly hard. You don't have to be the, a knockout artist in one big fight. Right. Uh, if you look at Floyd Mayweather, there's, you know, there would be years going in between knockouts for him. Um, but he still won all of his fights. Um, the funny thing about him saying that is Daniel Cormier doesn't punch hard. I think the only person I can recall him knocking out is Bigfoot Silva. And I, I'm not trying to offend Bigfoot Silva, but, I mean, He's not known to have the strongest chin in the game. So, I mean, you you name anybody else that he knocked out with one punch and walked away, I don't think I've, I've seen it. He caught big foot with an uppercut. In my fight with Daniel Cormier, he always talks about how I was working his body and, and I, I kicked him in the ribs and I kneed him in the ribs and and these body shots that really send, you know, a shockwave going through his body because I, I heard you guys' interview. Um, but at no point in the fight did one of his punches do anything to me or kicks. At one, no point in the fight did he get me to bleed. At no point in the fight did he get me to lose my breath or to look up at the clock out of frustration. Or At no point did he wobble me with a punch. I mean, Daniel Cormier caught me with like 60 uppercuts in that fight, and I'm exaggerating. Not one of those uppercuts did anything to me. Never made me stumble. None of his kicks made me back up or stop moving forward. So, I mean, he's trying to paint this picture of me not being a powerful guy, but I kicked his ass. <laughs> and, and you out-wrestled him. And I actually hurt him with strikes where he did nothing to me. Yeah, I've heard him, I've heard him say interviews where he said he was going to walk me down and take me down right away because obviously I don't have the, the stopping power to stop him from walking forward. But in reality is if I wanted to go out there and walk him down, take him down for the sixth time, he doesn't have the stopping power to stop me. <laughs> You know what's funny? He was saying how in one of the changes he wants to make in that first fight, he almost, because of your the lead-up last time and the bad blood, he almost, he felt like that first round was a street fight almost. Like he felt that, you, you heard the interview, so he's saying, I put so much into that, and, 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 and then it's like that energy bar took a major hit because he was fighting more out of emotion, and that's what he wants to change. Did you feel that way? Did you feel because of the lead-up and the bad blood that you were fighting more out of emotion, or do you feel because you weren't getting tired and stuff? And, and you were using it more like a sparring match and you kept your calm 
uh, more so than he did. Do you think that made a difference in your first fight? Yeah, I think uh, I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to is Daniel Cormier is 36. I'm 28. Oh, shit. I train at altitude. He trains at sea level. You know what I mean? I've, I've been fighting for world titles since I was 23. Damn. And I know that, you, that it's very important to come in, in tip-top shape. I think he's trying to blame it on emotion and all this shit. But it's like, dude, if you if you wrestled Kel Sanderson in the NCAA finals, if you wrestled at the Olympics, if you wrestled at the Strike Force heavyweight tournament, you gotta know you know better than to gas yourself out because of emotion. I think it's an excuse. I just think I'm in better shape than him. I think I, I embraced the grind better than he did, and uh, and he he tired out. Whether it was mentally, he just has a mental block where he can't get the job done and, and beat the number one guy. Or whether it was physically, where he his body just couldn't stand the heat, but um, I don't think it was blowing his water in the first round. The way you out wrestled him surprised me. Like you, you were really, really good. W- was his wrestling a surprise to you at all? Like, were, 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 did you understand you would do as well in in that area against him, or were you kind of shocked? Like, wow, he didn't wrestle as well as you thought he would. I was shocked because um, I wasn't shocked. But I was definitely surprised that he was as easy to handle in the clinch and in certain wrestling positions um, that he was. Leading up to the fight, our fight, he was, I think it was 15-0. and 0. He had never been taken down, and he had been slamming everybody with these big, impressive takedowns. And so leading up to our first fight, I worked on my takedown defense extensively. I almost did zero work when it came to takedowns, like my shots. I did no shooting. I just focused on my defense the whole time. And uh, the biggest difference in this second fight is now I know I can take him down because I've done it several times. And uh, I've put a lot of work in my wrestling offense um, because, you know, we haven't really seen D.C. on his back. And I've been working my jiu-jitsu extensively, so I believe if I take him down, I'll be able to pass his guard. I'll be able to to, uh, hold positions, get great ground to pound off. And... uh, and submit DC. You know, um, right now I have six submissions, which is uh, I think one more than Sam Rock. I have the most submissions in light heavyweight history in the UFC. So we're not exiting out the possibility of submitting his ass. But um, yeah, after watching freaking Alexander Gustafson take him down with double leg dives in the middle of the cage, and uh, watching Anthony Johnson take him down, you know, DC is not—he's not the wrestler that he used to be. He's not the Olympian that that he once was. Uh, that was, you know, his best years were back in '08. He's a much older guy now, so <laughs> much older <laughs> guy. Yes, and not and not to mention in MMA, it's different than the collegiate wrestling and the amateur wrestling. I mean, you, you get a guy up against the cage, he can escape his hips, you know, like a mother jumper in the middle. But you got him up against the cage, there's nowhere to go. And especially with your long arms, man, you could just get underneath, dump him like you were doing. And that's something that guy right. can be wrestling since he's a, like, you know, all his life, like he has been. He never, that's, you know, it's like put a guy up against the van, man. That guy, you know, there's nowhere for those hips to go. And with your build, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. you know, that Absolutely. guy is screwed. I've heard him do a lot of commentary and throughout my fight. And he's like, okay, here's here Jones go. He's setting the trap. You know, he's going to get him against the cage. And he's going to, you know, take him down against the cage. So, you know, me and my team think DC is thinking that I'm only going to take him down against the cage. You know, my only takedowns are against the cage. I think he forgot him, forgot about all the guys that I've shot on in the middle of the cage. 
And obviously seeing Gustafson take him down with open cage takedowns, you know, yeah, something else for him to worry about for sure. And you know, he's told he told us yeah. the other day that he's enlisting some kickboxes, six four, six nine. Personally, like when I was fighting, I could give less of a shit if so what my guy was doing. I would just concentrate what I'm doing. Are you the same way or do you say let no, me go get I, some uh, stocky guys and we've brought in absolutely zero special training partners from, from anywhere. I've been working with the same few guys my whole career. These guys, they'll go southpaw for me if I need them to go southpaw. They'll shoot on me if I need them to shoot on me more. They'll throw uppercuts more if I need uppercuts and overhands if I need overhands. I mean, DC getting a, a six foot ten guy shows how big I am in his head, how deep I am in his head. That's what he looks at me as. He's a freaking six ten monster. That's why he's that big, that, Damn. That big ass freaking idiot to follow him around. His fucking yes man. Hi, Perry. Oh, that's great. Who fucking got his ass kicked by Brandon Vera. So how good can that guy be trying to mimic me? <laughs> oh, man. That's an amazing way to look at it. That, that's how big you are in his mind. And, and the, uh, you've said recently, too, that you're not interested in moving up to heavyweight because that had been talked about a lot. That is John going to go up to heavyweight? And you have uh, no interest in that. Um, is there a reason you don't want to? Um, well, I'm looking at it as if it's not broke, don't fix it. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so... Uh, you know, I used to I used to eat bad and and uh, party all the time and and you know that made me think. Well, maybe I won't be able to manage staying at this size, staying at this weight. But you know, now I've I've pretty I've calmed myself down quite a bit. And uh, you know, through like the sobriety and just that like just a different outlook on the, on my career and and everything, I eat healthier naturally and I just make better decisions naturally. So my my wake up's been better. My, I walk around with a better physique than I used to. I just I feel I treat myself better, and I'm also almost 30 years old, and so it's like I'm not hitting any growth spurts this late in, in my uh, in my life. So I got a feeling, man, I can stay at this weight class for a long time. And uh, you know, right now I got Daniel, Gustafson, and Rumble. They're the only three guys really that's that I got to work harder than. These are the only three guys that that can stop me from being the greatest ever. So um, I think I'm going to stay at this weight class for a long time and focus on being better than those three until some new glove come along and try to rack up as much money and as many wins as I can. And, and how about, you mentioned being sober too. Are, are you happy with sobriety or has it, has it changed you a lot? Um, I mean, because people talk about, uh, you know, it's a tremendous life change to go through, you know, mentally and right. spiritually and physically. And, you know, how is it treating you? Man, I love it, man. I'm so much happier now. Like, I, uh, I still go out all the time. I still hang out with a with a bunch of people who like to have a good time, um, but I'm that dude at the party who's um, just sober, and you know I I love it man. I just feel so much better. Like I have better friendships, better connections with people. My confidence like sobers through the roof. I used to be the guy who I would go out if I was too close to a fight and didn't want to drink. I'd be like, well, I'm definitely not gonna have a good time tonight because I'm fucking sitting here sober. And uh, I wouldn't dance. I wouldn't do shit. I would just have a negative outlook on, on the whole night because I knew I couldn't turn up. And now did I go out and freaking dance and laugh and have a epic times completely sober. So um, a lot of my boys asked me, like, how do you do that? Like, how are you kicking it with us right now? And you're sober. I'm just well, like, I, it's I nice know. not to not, not be afraid too, right? The, you know, nothing is going to happen that's out of your control because you're totally, you know, so you don't have to worry like, oh, God, could this night end badly? 
Right, dude. Between my sobriety and my new Uber app, I'm on fire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire. And uh, Anthony, yeah. you mentioned uh, uh, Rumble Johnson, who who I love, and, and he he talked about OSP and his punching power. Anthony Johnson, I, I think, is like a much more effective uh, version of that, where a guy who who hits like a truck. And uh, what do you do right. against a guy like that? Now, I know you don't want to look beyond Cormier, but eventually you're going to have to face yeah. uh, a Rumble Johnson. Yeah, when you fight a guy like Anthony Johnson, you fight extremely smart. You just fight smart. Fight smart, you fight higher. And you don't get into those situations. Like you said, Cormier hit you with, like you said, what you say, a bunch of uppercuts that weren't <laughs> effective. But that's a different story if yeah. you're a guy like Johnson. Oh, yeah. Anthony has great overhands, great uppercuts, great left hook, great left high kick, great leg kicks. He's, he's an amazing fighter. He hits hard and he hits clean. And, but you know what? You know, Vitor Belfort had great punches, great power. Rashad Evans had one of the quickest overhands. Freaking Rampage Jackson could knock you out with a left or a right. Mm. Leota Machida was knocking people out. I mean, I've just been in the game way too long to fear uh, somebody's uh, punching power or kicking power. You know, it's just what you do is you get yourself mentally prepared for that type of fight and you come up with a great strategy on your feet. You come up with a great strategy as far as your ways you're going to take his ass down. You you overwork your jiu-jitsu, your cardio, and you uh, and you just prepare. And uh, Daniel has said he has really no animosity towards you at this point. Do you still feel... He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> He's fucking lying. He's lying. He's such a hater, dude. It's just, it's just in his blood. It's, it's, you can't kick it. He's such a hater. You know what I? You know what I find that's really cool about about you, John. And I'm with me and Jimmy were talking about this earlier because we were talking about Mike Tyson. Is your honesty? <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah. I fucking love that, and people recognize that. Yeah, is how honest you yeah. are right there. Because you could have said, you know what? Yeah, it's just a sport at the end of the day. But no, man, you 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 got to shoot from the hip, and I, I do like that. I think I I respect that a lot. Yeah. Why do you think he's a hater? I do respect that too. Why Why do you think it's in his blood? He's just a hater, man. Um. I beat him, man, and at the end of the day, that that's always in the back of his head. And, and and then the way that this whole thing got kicked off, I mean, you know, I know you guys have heard the story a thousand times, but I literally walked up to the dude behind the stage and uh, when Cain Blatt was getting ready to fight Brock, and all I said was, I walked up in a joking manner, and I was just like, hey, so I hear you're a wrestling coach. He's like, yeah, you know, I wrestle. And I'm like, dude, I bet you I can take you down a hundred times. Now, knowing that this guy is a wrestling coach and, you know, Olympian and all this stuff, obviously in a collegiate wrestling match, he would probably win. But I did it to get a chuckle out of the guy. I did it to, I did it to maybe start a new friendship with the guy, you know, have a little inside joke with him. So when I see him next, you know, he'll recognize him me. But the dude freaking walked it, you know, had me walking away feeling so awkward. What did he I say to you? I've never heard this. I, I called him up so I could take him down and, Right away, he had a serious tone and just made it very awkward. You know who I am. You know what I've done. I'm an Olympian, so maybe you should know, you know, know who you're talking to before you go challenging someone and all this shit. And I was just, I was like, you fucking douchebag. You know, I was joking with you. But anyways, the next day, uh, Ben Askren wrote me online talking about, oh, John, you're a junior college kid, and he had even found a picture of me at states sitting on like the third place position on the podium. He's like, really, John? You couldn't even win a state title, and you're talking shit about DC. And they were all writing back and forth, talking about, you know, how I could never beat DC. I'm like, these freaking douchebags take yeah, things a- seriously and, yeah. and are taking it this far. So, anyways, that shows me that he had, you know, some type of animosity towards me 
before he even met me. I think he always knew that uh, he would have to go down to 205 eventually because of Kane. And I think I've always been like a target in his life, that guy that, you know, he knew one day he would have to beat to be the best. And uh, instead of looking at me as a friendly competition or something like that, I think he just filled up animosity. Wow, and then that moment might have confirmed something he had been thinking that you had no idea was even on his mind. Exactly. I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. And the funny thing about it is I've taken his ass down five times now. So when I told him I'd take him down, sarcastically, little did I know that he's a bitch. If I wasn't old... If I wasn't excited already, I am, dude, my nipples are hard over this fight. I'm not trying to get weird, John. I'm just saying I'm fucking psyched. Yeah, I'm psyched. I'm very psyched as well. My nipples are not hard, but it's nice that one of us is. I'm sorry. I'm just happy for the fight. Um, So the fight, uh, UFC 200, is uh, July the 9th. Am I correct with that? It's the the Saturday night and uh, not much time to go. So when's your last day of heavy training? Uh, My last day of heavy training, you know, I don't know. I may may switch things up and and, uh, keep a heavy pace leading into fight week. So I don't know. I don't know. I may I may be training at a pretty decent level all the way up to like Wednesday. All right, well, good luck, John. I told DC I hope he wins the fight, but now I'm going to tell you I hope you win I the fight. That. I know. I heard that. But I like both you guys. It's hard when you like two guys, and I've interviewed you both, and you're both, you, you know, you're both genuinely I, I like very much. So. Hey, John. So who are you rooting for? You know, it's really hard to say. Um, I, I would be okay either way, like because uh, I do like him. But uh, I, I like you a lot, and, and uh, I was there when you won the belt, and I think I've talked to you a lot more. In, in all honesty, if I had to pick someone who I would, would want to win, if I had to make a choice, I would probably choose you because I've talked to you more, so I think I like you more just you from knowing you You little kiss-ass. I love That's you, true. Oh, Jimmy. Are you serious? You're, you're ridiculous, Norris. But it's true. <laughs> He's a little <laughs> flip-flopper. Listen, John, I used, I, used to, I used to fight... <laughs> And uh, and I know how it is. You know people, better. Yeah, I know. I 100 percent know better. And I don't want nothing to walk. I I listen. I really enjoy watching both you guys. I would usually go for the short, stocky, a little chubby guy because of me. That's my build. And that's why I would but, go for the tall, <laughs> handsome guy. But I'm definitely I'm I'm staying Switzerland. Uh, I'm staying neutral for sure. And I'm just I I literally I cannot wait for this fight as a fan. And uh, I wish you best of luck. I, I think it's gonna be a phenomenal fight, man. Thanks, guys. I wish your podcast much love. And if you guys ever want me on, maybe after the fight, a little victory tour, uh, just give me the call. We would love to have you on uh, right after the fight. We're doing a live one, so I think there's no one we would love to have on more than you. So good luck, John, and we'll see awesome. you in Vegas, okay? Thank you, Thanks, guys. John. Thank All you. Right. All right, be good, buddy. That was great. That wow. Was, that was really great. I, I knew he was going to hear that, too. Yeah, when now I now DC's going to hear this, but I really, and you're going to say to DC, you know, DC, listen, I was put on the spot, but you know, and I'm going to say, I really want you to no, but I called myself out. I told John that I said that to DC. I, I admit that's it. true. He didn't call me on it. I admitted and then, it. And then he pressed you, and you but said. But I told the truth. I would yeah. tell him. I, I'm 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 weird like that. I would so you're be, rooting for John Jones. If I had to pick one, because I really do like both of them. Yeah. And um, I don't mean to put you under these hot lights, Jim. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I would say that the fact that I've talked to Jones more, and I've got you know I've actually uh, spent more time with him in studio, and he's kicked me and he's choked me. He kicked me so hard. I, we used to do this thing on Opie and Anthony where I would have the fighters put me in moves because I just I'm in such awe of watching it. Yeah. And uh, you know I had Fedor choke me, and 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 uh, I've had Cain Velasquez put me in the guillotine. I, I had some really good ones. Brock gave me a heel hook. John gave me a shin to my thigh. 
and I almost vomited. So I have more. I have. I have definitely an, an affection for Jones. And it's hard to root you against know, him because, to me, he has a perfect record. You know, and I made that comparison to uh, Mike Tyson because you know, like we were talking early about how how honest you know Mike Tyson is and this and that, like. You know the guy's very honest. I mean, he's very. He doesn't. He's, he's saying straight up, like, no, man. The guy's saying there's no animosity. But you know what? Fuck that. Like he's just saying. I, 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 I listen. I'm a guy that I just. I love honesty. I do because there's too many fake people in the world. Be who you are and be un. Listen, as long as you're not hurting anybody, yeah. be unapologetic about it. Yeah, and uh, word. He he called DC a bitch. I was when I said you have no animosity. I, I like when you, yeah. I swear to God, I was expecting him to go. Sometimes we ask you questions <laughs> just to ask it, and I was yeah. expecting John to go like, ah, oh, you know, no, it's all in the past. Uh, he's a fucking liar. <laughs> wow, a liar. That and was then, surprising. And then I thought he was going to get into something a little articulate. He's like, ah, oh, he's a bitch. I'm like, oh man. But hey, listen, you know what's great about that is that they're fighting. Yeah. That's what's great about that. I'm so pumped you for know? this fight and this card. I was telling. Did I say this before on the air? I forgot. Edgar Aldo is on this fucking card. I, like that's how good oh, yeah. this card is. Yeah. I forgot that yeah. they're fighting. The, the, this card, almost every fight could be a main event at any. Tate other, Nunez, any, uh, any Velasquez, uh, Travis Brown. We've been talking about it, but we're not overselling it because we work for UFC. I, this is literally. I don't think I've ever looked forward to a sporting event more than UFC 200. Also, uh, it's it's on the I believe it's on the undercard. Diego Sanchez versus uh, Joe Lazone, and that's, that's the undercard. Yes, that. Is that for me? Is is I, I I love both those guys. I anytime either one of those guys are fighting, I watch that. I I mean I listen. I got jujitsu in my blood. I love the way they 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 are very they're very aggressive grapplers. They they just they look for those submissions. Uh, they got balls standing up. I mean that's a that's a fight that I'm surprised didn't happen already. That's a that's a that's a, a, a the mat. You know they they really did a great matchmaker mat. <laughs> You were doing good. You were doing good. <laughs> fucking stop biting somebody. But I th- I'm excited about that fight. I'm excited about all these fights coming up. I'm almost as excited. Almost. Because this is very exciting. But just underneath this, just underneath mm. my pants are my MeUndies. I would hope so. Oh, God, do I love MeUndies. Sometimes he wears them on the outside of his pants like he's in clockwork oh, orange. Yeah. It's really creepy. It's so creepy. And But let me tell you, I mean... I, you know, I started my day out. I had my beat elite. I was, I was all pumped up, and then I put on my meundies, and I just, I feel comfortable, and, I, and nothing. I, I never have to. Do you ever have to like pick your under? I, I, listen, you know, I used to go commando. We, we talked about this many sure. times. So I, I didn't do this in a long time. I'm not doing it now because it doesn't happen with meundies. I'm never having to pick anything out the underwear out of my ass. Now, see, I'm just the opposite. Sucks. I actually push it in on purpose just to give myself something to do later. What? <laughs> 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 but I mean, there's nothing worse when you see somebody and you're like, oh, he's he, look, he's digging for gold in there. He's, oh, what is he doing? And it's and they're trying to get the underwear out of their ass, and that does not happen with me undies. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I have to hear the follow up to this. <laughs> I'm just staring at Jimmy. Jimmy was just like a deer in headlights. Like, what? It doesn't happen. I'm just trying to think. How do I explain this? Hard on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Go. Run. Run with it. Well, look, it's like Matt and I will sometimes oh. say, whether you're wearing suit or sweats, you do spend almost 24 hours a day in your underpants. Uh, but instead of making a statement like Superman's tights under his uh, clothes, your underwear is probably boring. MeUndies is here to change that. Obviously, they're very, very comfortable. 
And uh, every pair of MeUndies is made from sustainably sourced modal, a fabric, uh, a fabric, a fabric. Uriah Fabric? <laughs> yes, Uriah Fabric. Uh, fabric Emelianenko. A fabric that's twice <laughs> as soft as cotton. And cotton is pretty good, so if it's twice as soft as cotton, how do they say this in the corporate world? It's going to feel great on your balls and ass. Yes. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of MeUndies. But once you try them, you're going to understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free. No questions asked. I always love when a company does that because it's easy to go like, hey, our product is good. But when they're going, look, if you don't like it, it's free. Confidence. Yeah, and it's real. It's not a fake confidence because they're putting their money where their their, uh, product is. And I've been, listen, I've been married nine years and to spice things up, sometimes I just go into that room after all my kids are asleep wearing nothing but my me undies and they look, they look sexy. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Could you not make eye contact with me when I say shit like that? Why? Because you give me a weird look. Can't help it. You're and talking about fucking, your underwear looking sexy. Fucking, and it looks Sorry, like, I bat my eyes a little. Oh shit, he's hysterical. <laughs> and my and you know, my wife, and then it sparks things up again. I've been, you know, me and my wife, nine years we're married and, and it's very happily. And, and you know, if I want, you know, there's days when you know, I do the push-ups in the bathroom, I'm coming out and I, I put on my me undies and we have a party, me and my wife. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> and the me undies helps it helps our love life and it and it and uh there's no guarantee in that for you people you could be a slob wearing these things and that's, that's your true. own problem you get your do what you got to do but for myself it helps my relationship it makes me comfortable the only thing that makes me uncomfortable sometimes is talking about it in front of jimmy why fucking, i love it I'm happy not- the sarah package should look good thank you the sarah package should look good upon so you're saying it reminds her of why she liked you to begin with exactly undies, she's like, oh that this, this is the sexy that's that's my se- there's my sexy husband shipping <laughs> Matt just has these weird scenarios. You know, sometimes I run through the sprinkler in my MeUndies. <laughs> Fucking I do. I never take them off. Shipping in the U.S. is free and in Canada. And you can save up to $8 a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Get the subscription or a single pair. Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash UFC. That's MeUndies.com slash UFC for 20% off your first order. And uh, the fact that they have that money back guarantee if you don't like it. I mean, you know, there's you risk nothing by so getting this you, product. No risks, all reward. Me on these bitches. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Jones was great, by the way. That was a uh, a really good phone call. I, I wish phone calls. I, I I'm so used to doing it in person, but I love yeah. when these guys really say what they want to say about each other. It's not that you want guys just to shit talk, but that's what they're really thinking. So it's interesting to hear. It. And not to make this about me, but I like hearing I'm, I'm new. I'm new in this whole area. Like I told you, 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 you I feel really comfortable with you. Except for the me on so the that's, that's, that's what I'm most comfortable with. I feel so ironically. comfortable with you. I feel like I know you for so long, dude. I know it's so weird to say. It's true though. I feel like I know you. And I, I get along with you really well. And but but I'm not I was never an interview guy. Like I could I'm not that guy. I don't know how to interview people. But now, just having a conversation with these guys, I'm digging it. I'm, I, I enjoy talking to John Jones today. Sure. I enjoy, I love talking the other uh, to, to my judge the other day, DC. Uh, I mean, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I enjoy these I guys that? as well. No, but it's fun. It's a nice attitude to have, and people are liking it. So we appreciate you guys who are who are listening and who are enjoying what it is we do. In a second, we're going to talk about the uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale. Let me see. I'm, let's I'm see if excited. we can't butcher these names. Um, the, uh, <laughs> this is on the uh, the, the finale is on. Uh, am I correct when I say Friday the ninth, eighth? Uh, is it? Is, is, am I right about it being Friday? Yes. 
See, I could uh, just look at a paper. I don't know why I think I get extra points if I memorize something. Why not just look at the paper, stupid? <laughs> how, how, how much are you looking forward to Vegas? I'm looking forward very to Vegas. Very much. Very much. And not uh, just because of the things I'll be doing after we're done podcasting, dude, which I are gotta, all terrible. I want to. I, I got to hear all about them. Some at some point, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not on air, but oh, no, I'll tell them on air. Nobody would be shocked. But uh, I'm I'm excited about Vegas. We got we got three events in three nights, and then we're gonna do a live podcast from there. And uh, now we're doing one Wednesday night. Usually our Wednesday oh, yeah. podcast. So we're gonna do a podcast Wednesday night for Thursday. And oh, by the way, before we talk about this, this coming Tuesday, July the fifth. It, the podcast will be released a little later because normally we come in here in the afternoon and about 15 hours or 16 hours later, you guys have it the next morning. But we can't do that because of July 4th. Matt and I are uh, you know, not going to come in on the 4th. The traffic can be too much and it's a holiday. So we're actually taping day of on the 5th. So you know, you'll get it a little bit later in the day, the 5th. It'll be a very little turnaround time. A couple hours after we tape it, you'll have it. So don't panic when you don't have it in the morning. Everybody's going to be bloated and hungover. Do you like July 4th? I mean, as a patriotic American, it's nice. But I got to, you know, I, I just, I don't like fireworks. They irritate me. I, I mean, you know what? It's usually like just a barbecue or I go in my, like, my backyard. I'm in the pool with the kids and we're looking at the fireworks, that type of thing. I'm I'm pretty laid back, you know, with, with the whole, the 4th of July thing, you know? I mean. Um, Where are they doing them from this year, do you know? Doing what now? The fireworks in the city. Oh, I have no idea. I know they do a big thing at Jones Beach oh. out in Strong Island, my territory. But uh, I don't know what they're doing in the city. But, you know, I mean, listen, it, it's pretty. It's nice. The kids go, oh, well, I'm not a big fire, firework guy. You know, you always have that friend that lost a couple fingers and this and that. I don't like the M80s and this and that. I just like the colorful stuff. But uh, I always was scared of fireworks for that reason. Yeah. I was always afraid of blowing my you, fingers off. Yeah, you always hear about that shit. Every year, it's like, oh, this guy lost a thumb. We used, like, to, do, oh, well, fuck. We used to do mescaline. And I remember we would do mescaline and we would take, um, what, what are those things? The bottle rockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we would aim them at cars on the highway. I would just trip wow. with my friends and try to shoot cars with bottle wow, rockets. That's, that's something you probably... Did you outgrow that? Or you still... No, I did. I, I don't do drugs anymore, but I was a oh. creepy little teenager. A creepy little teenager? I was a creepy little... I used to steal porno magazines. There was a, a quality in next to us, and this is how old... Did I ever tell a story in there? And they had these... Like, they had Wii Magazine, Penthouse, and Playboy. And I would go with a, a screwdriver once a month when they came out... Let's say you know you're addicted to sex when you're 13 years old and you're jimmying the magazines out. And I, and I would nice. make sure I stole all the brand new porn magazines and then take them home. Different world. Different yeah. world now. I know. I never I imagined mean, I'd be carrying around this magical device. <laughs> I'm pointing at my own dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now iPads and everything else. I mean, you could get your porn. It's just so high tech now and it's, it's such a, a beautiful thing. But listen, let's get back to the Ultimate Fighter 23 finale. And uh, before we talk about, um, first of all, it's... I've been saying Joanna and Joanna. It's, it's Joanna. Yo, Joanna. Now, how do you and, say her uh, last name? Fucking, are you serious? Yeah. But, but anyway, she's fighting a girl named Claudia. <laughs> she's fighting Claudia and Gadella. Gadella. I think Claudia Gadella and uh, Joanna, uh, let me see. Because I, I had it, I could say it, and then when I don't try it, it once. Um, um, Jones? <laughs> How do you say it? Uh, I say it, Yon Jacek. 
Yo, oh, yo, you're so Chad, fancy, it, Chris, yeah. the producer. I mean, he just you. thinks it sounds smart. He's yeah, my Christmas yeah. bullshit. He thinks it's smart to make the J like a Y. Yeah. He doesn't know if that's true. Johanna, you and J check, so, maybe. Yeah, I can't so say that. so fucking fancy. You know what I call her? I call Johanna the fucking champ. She's the champ. Yeah. But listen, before we get to that, uh, there's going to be a. Uh, this is the debut of Will Brooks, who came over. He was the Bellator champ. And uh, man, the guy only. One. He only has yeah, only one loss that he later avenged. And. Uh, you know, the guy, I he beat Mike Chandler. Uh, was that a couple times he beat Mike Chandler? Twice. And Mike Chandler's a stud. So, um, you know, and but, but I'll tell you right now, he's got his hands full with Ross Pearson. Ross Pearson, uh, you're familiar with Ross? British kid. British, yes. Uh, man, little bulldog. What a tough guy. Uh, I cornered um, Raging Ally Aquinta uh, versus him. I believe that was over in England. No, no, wait, was that Australia? That might have been Australia. Anyway, they fought. Dude, I'm all over the place. But they did fight, and uh, you know, Al Al ended up getting the victory. But but that Ross Pearson's guy who's been around, and he is straight up, and he comes in, and he he's, he, he just looks like a, a little Tyson man. He's throwing, he, he just throws, and, and and he's coming forward, and he's a he's a tough tough guy, man, and. I mean, this guy's definitely, you know, he's going to be welcoming Will Brooks to the UFC. So I'm really, really excited about that fight. I can't wait for that one, man. And uh, and then, of course, I, you know, I was watching it. I watched it last night. I watched it again this morning. And uh, and it wasn't like homework. I'm talking about uh, Ioana versus Claudia. What a great fight. You've seen it recently? The or? first fight, yes, I did. And the first fight, it was a, a Ioana won a decision. And it was a split decision. And I, you know, that was a really close fight like i knew who won it because just when watch i i a, I had yeah. seen it a while ago and then when i rewatched it you know i remembered it but i was I, it's like uh, i don't know man well who do you think should have won i i don't i'm not saying she shouldn't have won yeah. but that was extremely close and it seemed like uh in the third round claudia totally dominated her on the ground so i was kind of surprised that she got that yeah no, you know what i i thought it i thought it you was know she floored her in the first round you know? uh, yeah oh man she she did Flora and it, with that uh, was it an uppercut? I believe it was an uppercut. Yeah. Uh, man, what what a fight! Uh, I believe the decision was just. I feel that she she you know she's I mean that Claudia is is really really tough and she's a, a, a multiple time jujitsu world uh, a Brazilian jujitsu champion. Yeah. So you know she obviously she wants the fight on the floor, but it's not like she can't strike, and that's the reason why I think her her takedowns were effective. It's because you you know she gives you something to worry about. A lot of times you get somebody with a jiu-jitsu background or a grappling background, and you know they're throwing punches just to get from point A to B. They just want to get a hold of you, so you don't really respect it. You don't really worry about it. I know because I was that guy. I was that jiu-jitsu guy that was throwing just to just to punch my way into a clinch, punch my way into a takedown, um, give them something to think about. And then it, it came over time where I'm like, hey man, I got power, so let me start hurting these people right. and then and is that what Roy uh, Nelson did too like he was such a a, a grappler and all of a sudden he discovered his, his right hand could put somebody in, in the fucking you know, hospital and he's like wow let's just do that it's easier you know what I mean yeah he has a grappling background and uh, he's a black belt right yeah, yeah 100% yeah and uh, you know the thing is with, with Roy <laughs> since the ultimate fighter I just always remember him just laying people out with that right hand from hell he's got like that Henderson like Henderson's got that H-bomb they call it he's got that right hand from hell and I mean, he's got he's had fights where 
the guys are just doing well or whatever, and he just lands that, and it's man, it's a it's game over. Do you find guys rely on that though? Like if I had a right hand like that, of course I'd rely on it. But guys like him, and then you see what happened to Fedor towards the end, like where he stopped wrestling as much, um, or even Henderson, who, whose right hand where they have this this one punch that is so effective, and it's almost like the whole fight they're gearing up to use that one punch. And I think after a while it starts to hurt you because people know they just got to avoid that. It's true. I mean, the more weapons, the By better. By the way, I said that like somebody's girlfriend. <laughs> That's my idea of fight input. I sound like the girlfriend of a guy who likes UFC. No. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Isn't that true? No. Uh, I feel like, listen, obviously the more weapons, the better. But there are there are guys like, listen, even with grappling, there's, uh, there's guys that have a certain move that they're just so efficient at that once they get it, it's over. Uh, who was that? Cody McKenzie. There was a guy. Uh, he was. He, he he had a a few fights in the UFC. He was an ultimate. Was he? No, he was an ultimate fighter guy. He had a guillotine, where, you know, the guillotine when you yeah, go around sure. the ring. He he got that guillotine where even if you're defending it the right way, I'll oh, jump to the other side. He's still choking you out. And it was such a great weapon where guys started getting wise to it. You know, like you're saying, but like that goes the same for these guys with these with like like the big the big punches. They have other weapons, but that's that's a fight ender. You know, or I'm amazed just, with that guillotine. How guys get caught in that? I just watched a fight last night. I want to say it was uh, uh, one of John Moraga's fights uh, against Scoggins, I think, and uh, where Scoggins and I think I'm naming them right. If not, just correct me. But uh, Scoggins was beating him pretty badly in the in the first round. In the second round, you, he kept running into a guillotine, and then he kept getting out of it. And then early in round two, he ran into it, and then uh, Moraga held on to it. And it's one of those things. It's such a nasty way to get choked out, like Velasquez getting choked out by Verdum. Oh yeah, and it's almost like that's got to be the worst for a fighter because you're you're basically running into it in some of these. Like you have to know that it's coming, and yet they run right into it anyway. Well, I mean, in, in like Cain Velasquez's. Uh situation like you know it's funny how that, that that goes down to styles making fights like verdum like kane is probably a worse matchup for everybody in the division except for verdum because verdum's height it just plays so nice where he can always get a hold of his neck where he can't do that when he's fighting guys like Alistair Overeem, fighting guys like Stipe, his height. So when that when the guys when when Kane comes in to unload on him, he grabs his neck and he's he jams him up. He's throwing those nice knees like he got Mark Hunt with. So uh, you, you, your hero, Mark Hunt, you love Mark yeah, Hunt. Hunt. <laughs> That's great. I, I was on that. stage at the Comedy Cellar uh, last night, and I'm doing my and it was a table from New Zealand. Oh, so yeah. of course I talk about Once Were Warriors, which is a great movie about yeah, the Maoris, which I mentioned to uh, The Rock. And then I'm, I asked him, "Hey, do you know who Mark Hunt is?" With a bunch of 17 year old girls. They're like, no, who's he? Terrible. Austra That's a terrible <laughs> New Zealand accent, by the way. It was more fucking like Liverpool, England. But uh, I was so bummed they didn't know who Mark Hunt was. <laughs> it might have been an age thing. It I probably was. They, they, one of them knew once for Warriors. I didn't it's fun. It's funny, first of all, with the mixed martial arts, because people, sometimes you'll get, like my personally, myself, sometimes I'll get like recognized. And then I think people know me. Like, you know, we thought they knew you on the subway. That guy was a nice right. guy. And hey, you know, hey champ. And I'm like, oh, hey, nice. Hi. And I guess nice. But then I walk around and I think sometimes like people know me. And literally just before I came here, I stopped into the CVS on the corner because I get here early and 
wanted to get some cashews and whatever my healthy eating I'm trying to do. And I, and I see these two guys and they're, they're looking in my direction <laughs> and I give them a, I give them one of those, like a little nod of the head with an eyebrow. And they fucking looked at me like, I'm like, I, I, they think I'm hitting on him or something. I'm like, I, sorry. I thought you knew me. I used to fight. I don't probably know thought you were cruising them. That's exactly. They probably man. thought I was hitting on them. So it's a weird, weird, weird situation. But back to styles making fights. Yeah. Verdum, Versa Cain Velasquez, he got that, it, he wanted to, usually he gets these big guys to the floor and they get gassed out trying to get back up and then he wears them down, like him versus Junior, uh, Junior DeSantos. He, he'd keep getting them down and he'd fight to get up and then he'd let go and he starts unloading combinations then he'd put them back down again and and then he just burns these guys out. A guy like Verdum does not give two shits about getting taken down because right. he moves on his back like a uh, 150, 145 pound fucking jujitsu guy, and he has he's had such good movement. He finished such good guys like Fedor off his back. Fed, Fed, that was Fedor's uh, first Fed. official. I mean, he had lost once. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. he was thirty and one at that point. Oh no, he listen. He he has such a great ground game. Such a complete. He's such an elite black belt that. Uh, he does not care about getting taken down. He'll, he'll he'll go with it. Second, he's on his back. The guy, especially if it's a big takedown, the guy wants to get a breath. And next thing you know, the guy's like, now you now he's getting attacked. So it's like he has no time to rest. And I think you know when they fought, they were in in Mexico, and I don't believe uh, oh the Kane, yeah, yeah Kane was Kane got there late too, and that did, definitely didn't help things. So. I feel like he suckered Fedor too, and and, and that, to go back to that fight, it felt like when Fedor hit him, he went down, but almost like a little bit of a flop, like oh, he man. wanted to draw him in, and it worked. He well well Fedor's made. You know, a name for himself when he was in Pride, he'd get on top of Minotauro, and Minotauro could take a beating, and Fedor could give a beating, and he wouldn't even care. He's in his guard, just unloading, and he's so used to pulling out of stuff at the last second, pulling out, pulling out, pulling yeah. out. And uh, you know, you go with a guy like Verdun with those long limbs, and he's powerful, and he he just he just locked him right up. I believe it was a triangle to arm lock, right? Yeah, when he that's why when he was fighting uh, uh, Miocic, they they. It's like he is so uh, phenomenal on the ground that he doesn't give a shit if you take him. So he's just kind of throwing punches as hard as yeah. he can, just swinging for the fences. Yeah, and Stipe step that boom. That's still boom. one of the most amazing knockouts I've ever seen. Stipe going backwards, knocking him out. Stipe yeah. knocking out. Because yeah. to see a guy that big collapse, like like he didn't fall down and then get pounded. Yeah, he collapsed like I would have. Like I had the Verdum had the exact same reaction I would have if hit by uh, Stipe Miocic. <laughs> He went straight down. He went straight down. I mean, dude, I'm, listen, uh, great fight. There's so many great fights coming up in Vegas that I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to start. Well, but, who are you? Who are you picking in the uh, the Ultimate Fighter uh, uh, Championship? Yeah, the, uh, the finale. With, yeah, with Joanna versus uh, Claudia. Um, you know what? I, I'm I'm going I'm going with the champ because I believe she's going to make some corrections where she needs literally two inches of space if that and she's throwing elbows she is so nasty and i mean that as a compliment sure she is she is a killer in there she like when you like she's just everything hurts like she just and she's smart up against the cage a couple of things that that that, that she'd probably she's probably working on is uh avoiding being up against that cage you know, and she's very good up against the cage. She's very hard to get down, and that—that's where Claudia should get a lot of uh, a, a lot of respect. Where she 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 does get those. She got several takedowns. I mean, really effective, like, really, really effective like manhandling, and takedowns. and other other girls that are good grapplers were not even close to doing that. And and girls that have that game 
are not doing it because she's very smart. When Joanna gets up against that cage, you see how wide she's doing a, a full split, yep. turning her hips. She knows that they're able to lock their hands underneath her butt, around her legs. She's on her butt. like Kind of like we were talking about with DC the other day. That's why you see her doing like a, a huge stretch, keeping those legs wide, pushing that head away, whack, working little elbows in there. She has great uh, takedown defense. And then the second she gets away, she's unloading with combinations, elbows, kicks, punches. She, I, I love watching her fight. I really do. And I, I mean, and I met her too. And it's so funny. You see a girl like that and she's such a killer. What a sweetheart when I met. What a nice girl. Uh, I never met Claudia. But I'm, I, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking Claudia. Are you? Claudia, you know, I'm taking her to take the belt. I think she only has one loss at this point and yeah. it was to you. And I, I, I want to say she's... 14 and 15 or one again i should just write this stuff down yeah. but i don't i look at it <laughs> that's all right and then two days later i'm that's trying to it. quote it and i fuck it up and on twitter they're like you're stupid <laughs> oh, twitter we're gonna get some to- those twitter questions soon too i want to talk about that oh yeah but uh yeah Not i'm definitely will come in i'm taking the you uh, i'm i believe I'm, I'm taking Joanna, and uh i think that she's gonna be she's gonna be dominant i think she's gonna make the corrections you know what I like about about Claudia is that, and you don't see this enough with good jujitsu people, is that instead of keeping them, try to, when you get somebody down, the sign of somebody who believes in their jujitsu, you and I heard it in her corner last time was they tr- she tries to get them they the, in the corner. Uh, I don't know if it was Andre Pedaderis or whoever it was. They were telling her, listen, get her away from the cage. You, second you get her down, when they get Ioana down, get her away from the cage. Because, you know, Ioana uses the cage, much like many fighters, to get back up, you know? So guys who are not that good in jiu-jitsu, they try to take them down, put them against the cage, try to work them over. Those that believe in their jiu-jitsu and have that that quality jiu-jitsu where they can get in a guard, pass that guard, work them over, look to finish them, look to get mount, look to get the back. They, uh, when I used to fight, I'd love to try to get the people, my opponent, facing the center away from the cage. It gives you time to work your jujitsu. Um, you know, well, it's, you know, it's funny because I was I was gonna hit the gym yesterday. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know, man, if you're hitting the gym without a pre workout supplement, it's just not going to be as effective. Get that. Period. I said to myself, Jim, why don't you try beets? I mean, beets are a nutritional gold mine. They're rich in antioxidants, polyphenols, electrolytes, and dietary nitrates. We all know that, but I'm just reiterating. Nitrates convert to nitric oxide in the body, which, as anyone who's serious in the weight room knows, is the key to getting that pump that you're looking for. Beat Elite can help support healthy circulation, helps to promote energy, stamina, and extended exercise endurance. Beetroot juice has been causing waves lately in the fitness community. Clinical studies have shown that two glasses of beetroot juice per day can increase stamina by up to 16%. 16%? Yeah, that's tremendous. Now you can harness the power of beets without having to chug beetroot all day long. Who wants to chug beetroot all day long? I'd rather chug it than say it. I'll chug (laughs) beetroot. I don't like saying beetroot. Well, let me tell you something. I had some uh, beet elite this morning before I worked out, and I I had a a phenomenal jujitsu session. Beat Elite freaking helped tremendously because I was dragging my ass at 6 a.m. this morning. And people that know me, they're like, 6 a.m., what are you, having a, a midlife crisis? Why are you getting <laughs> uh, This is the new me, and I'm getting such a good routine. And uh, the Beat Elite is helping me tremendously. Yeah, you did come in here all peppy. It was irritating. I, it was, right? <laughs> I know you came in. <laughs> it was all happy. <laughs> Hi, Jim. You're Hi, like, uh, ready to go. Yeah, save it for air. No. Ready to but, chat, watching fights. All right, I'm tired. <laughs> Go to UFCBeats.com. They have a page set up for our listeners to save $20 off their intro pack, one canister of the Beat Light, plus a box of the sports packs, plus free shipping on your order. Try it with your workout, and if you don't feel a difference the first time, 
they offer a 90-day money-back guarantee. That's confidence. Yeah. That's confidence. Because they're saying the the first time. I think you'd be pretty surprised. Visit UFCBeats.com today to check it out. And be sure to let us know what you think. That's UFCBeats.com. UFCBeats.com. And you can save $20 off the intro pack. And uh, again, a 90-day guarantee. You know, I forgot to mention before, too. uh, Because even though I have the paper in front of me, I get so caught up in just chit-chatting and falling in love that I forget to read these things. But the International Fight Week 2016 app is now available. It's free. It's in the App Store, and it features fighter schedules, frequently asked questions, social, uh, social, social enhancements, and the ability to create your own itinerary before you tackle the biggest week in UFC history. So uh, make sure you get that. And also, if you're going to be out in Vegas, which Matt and I are, the UFC Fan Expo is going to feature over 100 signings with 70 UFC athletes, Octagon Girls, Hall of Famers, and nice. Legends. Over the course of three days, tickets are on sale now. UFC.com slash 200. And I want to get Bruce Buffer on this show eventually. I, I happen to love Bruce Buffer. I'm, I'm very good friends with Bruce. Bruce would love to come on. I guarantee it. What, and, a, what, a, what a great guy. I love that guy. He is a great guy. And uh, there's, a, there's a chance now, if you go to that, you can check out, uh, there's an It's Time meme generator. You can create your own personalized post by using Bruce Buffer's coin slogan. Go to itstime.ufc.com. Enter your word or phrase and upload a photo to share with your friends on social media. So just a few fun things you can do online. And um, I do like Bruce very much, but I just I, I used my liking of Bruce into a ham-handed uh, plugging of that ham-handed. meme generator. I'm very, very uh, transparent when it comes to my segues. I'm not good at all. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, do my, with my ADD, my, I don't have a segue. I zig and I zag like Rick Rickard should have did when he was getting arrows thrown at him at fucking <laughs> Game of Thrones running in a straight line. What a dope, right? I mean, come on, man. It's zigzag. I mean, that, that's like, yeah, it's common sense. I was uh, taking a leak this morning, by the way. Okay. And uh, I was taking a leak and I looked over and there was a guy who looked like Samuel Jackson. And you, I, I didn't want to say anything to him because we were in a bathroom. And um, I walked out of the bathroom. I was like, that's Samuel Jackson? And he walked out and it was Samuel Jackson. Oh, it was. That's how famous Samuel L. Jackson is. That when you see him, you think, wow, that guy looks like him. Like he's way too famous yeah. to be pissing next to me. But I, I really. I, wanna, wouldn't you, I don't know if I want to be that famous where they're like, oh, look. I would love to be that famous. Yeah? Yes. Sure, because I'm moderately well known now. You are, um, but but nowhere near I look as around famous. With you. I yeah, see what happens now? They just look at us together. They they, they, they like you look like I would look if I cared about my appearance. No, dude, you know, because you're all, in that's, shape. That's a that's a compliment because I get attacked. People are so used to seeing me, and I've been training lately. Not fucking bragging about that. Oh, it's obvious. But uh, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> you just got your first stripe on your belt. I don't even know. I didn't even give you a lesson yet, but. That compliment gets you that for me. But uh, where was I with that? I've been training. Oh, no, people attack me all the time. You fucking you heavyweight. You, hey, Sarah's got to cut. So, wait to get the 30 pounds and he'll get the 265 for heavyweight, a super heavyweight. The thing is this. I, I'm on Twitter. I, I check the Twitter out. I love the positive stuff, but I hate any bit of negativity. And if it's, I could take a joke. But it has to be witty. Like I, there was one time I was wearing one of those, uh, what are those crocodile shirts? The uh, Izod. The the what? Is it Izod? No, I think it's the La- Lacrosse. La- oh, lacrosse. Is it Lacrosse? It's, it's Lacoste. Oh, yeah. Lacoste. Oh, What's on Izod? What do they have that? Why am I yelling at everybody? What's on my Izod? <laughs> I think General Zod fought Superman. Once, no, the Izod was a shirt, right or no? Yeah. 
What was on it? What was the little monster on it? I don't know. But somebody saw a picture of me, and I think I was with Luke Rockhold, actually, at an event, and I looked really bloated in it. It, was, uh, it wasn't a good time for me. And somebody, they were making some fat jokes, and one guy goes, that's a life-size alligator on his shirt. That, see, that was funny to yes. me. That I'll leave. But if someone's like, just says something like corny, and it's just kind of like stupid to say something about like a fat joke, I boom, block. It's not that I can't take a joke. It's like, it's so unwitty. You deserve to be banished from my Twitter. Yeah, there Does are that some. Does sense? It's yeah, not that I don't have a sense of humor. It's just that it's, I like, I, I have such a sense of humor where if it's not funny, it's like shame on you. Oh, hey, fatso. Hey, all right. All right. You're gone. You block <laughs> You're blocked. You know, I don't know sometimes. I don't care. It's hard to read intent. Like It's true. On Twitter. It's yeah. very hard to get the uh, the tone of what somebody's saying. It's no. like in text message. Yeah. Um. You know, the the, the the tone is lost a lot. That's what these... Stu- people hate these stupid emojis. Like, LOL. But it does help because you can't show it. That's how, that's how I get, like, if I want to ask a girl a dirty question, but I'm afraid to ask her, I'll be like, yeah, I bet you got big nipples. LOL. Like, you know, I'm just joking, but I'm still hoping she gives up the information, but she can't get mad because I'm just kind of joking. You're just joking. Yeah, it's a sneaky way in there to find out what you want to find out. So fucking sneaky and creepy but it's i love it all but That's people great. are dicks on twitter they're dicks on social media in general because it's like a giant safe space everybody can go out there and be who they really want to be in real life like there was a guy i blocked yesterday uh and he said something like uh i'm gonna see if you know if you did your homework and know what you're talking about this time uh, but then i just looked at his twitter his tweet uh, history and he's just a jerk off oh there you go like he's just a guy all he does is tell people they're gonna get knocked out and it's like, dude, that, maybe you're a fighter and you know how to knock people out, but then just use your name. If you got to use a fake name to go on and tell people they're going to get knocked out, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. Exactly. Speak your mind. Sometimes, uh, in the other day, I was on there and some guy was saying, because uh, I'll go on there and I'll see something nice and I'll just like it. That's I'll like, fa- like, uh, like a heart it, whatever. I, oh. Like, like, I'll retweet one thing here or there. And it's just basically saying thank you. You know, sometimes I'll say, you know, thanks, uh, Bob. Thanks, you know, this and that. And I'll just t- write that out real quick. So some, some, some idiot goes on there and he's like, you know, you know, it's about respect. You know, your fans, you know, it's anybody, could, you know, it takes a second to just press like. But, you know, your fans like that. To like really, you know, get a message. You know, what do you, what do you want me to do with everybody that gives me a? I mean, I tried to. You, can, I can't possibly. So, you know what I did? I blocked that. That <laughs> really? Oh, oh, that's a good idea. And it was like a hashtag respect. It's like, oh, you know, oh, what a good idea. Blocked. You fuck. I hate people who make dramatic <laughs> statements in hashtags. If you do that, you're a fucking teenage girl. I gotta stop doing that. It's awful. Hey, it was a great fight. Hashtag warriors. Fucking boo. <laughs> boo this man. Stop it. <laughs> boo this man. I'll hashtag <sighs> stupid things. Uh, like, uh, like um, I'll write something like an hour and a half, and the hashtag will be how long I've been shitting. But that's not a dramatic statement. No, it's just it's a fun. fact. It's a fun thing. It's cute. It's kind of sexy for the girls, but it's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's real sexy. But I hate when girls. people try to make dramatic... Uh, hashtag. Here's something else I hate now that we're talking about social media. Stop asking me to follow you back. Oh, yeah, right? There are people who I don't follow who I mean to. Yeah. Like, for a while, I, I'm following Matt. I didn't realize I wasn't following Matt. Yeah, and then I went you. to check, and I'm like, I'm not seeing any of him. And I was, oh, my fault. I wanted to follow Matt because I like Matt. So, but that's like when people will go, hey, could you give me a follow back? Let me tell no, you. No, I can't. No. There's people who I want to follow me. You know who I want to follow me, but who? he just doesn't? Who? Paul Stanley. No one in Kiss follows me. Oh, there you go. That's very hurtful. 
No one in Sabbath follows me either, except for Ozzy. Yeah. But I want Tony to follow me. I want Geezer to follow me. I want Paul Stan. They don't. Well, and me, I want to go, Paul, follow me back. Well, let me tell you. you, you have, <laughs> what do you have? Close to, uh, I was talking to Chris before I get here. I was, I was doing a tweet. Oh, I don't know what I have. 441,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was talking to Chris. I'm like, I'll put this out. But Jimmy should actually put something out too. And it's about asking us questions. I retweeted you. Could. Yeah, that's, I, that's phenomenal. And, and that hits a lot more people because I got like 70-something thousand, which at one point, I remember I had 15,000. I'm like, oh, 15,000. I was all happy. Sure. And then I looked at somebody else's, like somebody like yours. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so, I'm nothing. Yeah, but then you look Twitter. at like, you know, uh, you know, Rogan's got a you know, 1.7 yeah. or 2 million. It's I, amazing. And you look at like Beyonce's got 50 million. I mean, you know. There you go. I mean, look at CM Punk. The guy's talking about, I mean, he's got, well, what, what does he have? He have a couple How many million? guess 8 million? Uh, he has he has some in the and and right away he says it's just whole people that hate him. It's all people that are so negative. So it is funny with the followers, man. Because you, but I, I I've been getting some decent. I mean, people have been asking questions ever since I put that out, asking people that they could, uh, you know, the text the text. You're not fucking texting me. I'm not giving you my number, but you could tweet me and Jimmy some questions and uh, and you know, if, if we got some time to kill, or if it's an interesting question, we can answer. And we'll do the phones eventually. I would love to do that eventually. We could actually just talk to you guys on the phone. I'll do. Listen, we want this very interactive. We want to. We're, we're, we're two men of the. We're two people. We're men two of the men. People. Men of the people. Yeah. Follow me back. For what? <laughs> I, got I don't a, know you. It's so funny. I got a Twitter question today, and I don't know. Like when you read it, see, I don't know if the guy's being sarcastic. He, he was saying, "Hold on, let me see if I have it right here." As I unlock my phone. And do you, uh, you, now you, Matt, let me ask you a question. You ahead. do have a password. You're a happily married man, so you don't yes. do anything devious. Why do you have a password? Huh? Why do you have a password? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just curious because I know uh, why I, I have one. Well, I mean, I leave, I'm dirty. I leave my phone around. And, okay. And next thing you know, and someone's taking it and they're taking dick pics. I don't know what they're going to do with my phone. Okay. They could probably do that anyway, though. They could swipe it up. But I don't know. But, uh, but you know, this guy, Jimmy Cosby, he asked, and it's not about me trying to get a compliment for myself, but oh, Matt Sarah is very entertaining on this podcast, and which I like. Sure. That's not the question, though. Jimmy Norton uh, agrees. <laughs> What's your workout and nutrition program now? God bless. So, you know, I don't know. Is he fucking with me? Am I? Am I a little? Uh, no, I can't tell if he is or not. I'm gonna just let me hold on. Let me go to his thing. Okay. Let me see if he's if he's a prick. I will say this: if he says "God bless" at the end of his tweet and there's no irony to it, that's a hideous tweet. <laughs> that's not a good tweet. I can't. Go hey, to, God I, bless. Well, listen. I what I try to do. <laughs> I'm gonna answer. What I try to do is now. Well, I've been good lately. Like I told you, I even feel like I lost. How's my face? Does it look fat right now? I no, think I lost. Jesus Christ, it's uh, wonderful. Why are you making eyes like that? I don't know. Do I, I do I or no? I, I, my face looks really fat. Be honest. I would be. I no, feel like I, I lost know. the chin because I've been getting the double. Sometimes I look at the, I look at the looking for a fight uh, that came out the other day. Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube and Fight Pass. Um, I always plug that thing. Good. I, I, I mean, I'm like, yo, I, I'm feeling strong that day and I got a double chin from hell. I don't know if it's the angle and it's so depressing. The double chin. No, uh, yeah, it could be the angle. The it up could be angle, the angle is bad. But when I do lose weight, I lose it in my, I, I start like, I start up top and down low. Like I have nice calves. I'll show you when I got shorts on. Please. Uh, and, I'm, and my face, and I get my face, and I kind of like meet in the middle. 
You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm deflating. And part of that is I got this, I got at, my, at one of my, at my Sarah BJJ school in Huntington, uh, I have this new elliptical machine, which I fucking love. And now I sound like, oh, this is that hashtag over 40 shit. Because, <laughs> I, dude, I used to run hills. And I'm so excited about my new toy, my new elliptical, because it's easy on my knees. This is really getting pathetic right now. No, it's not. It's but good. it's true, though. I mean, I, I go on that thing. Have you been on the ellipticals? Oh, look at me. You think this body comes naturally? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love that thing. And I, I kill it on that thing for like up to like anywhere to whatever from a half to 45 minutes or longer and it just I get it such I go backwards I work the buttocks I go forward and after that I jump on the treadmill a little power walk and then I do my jujitsu either before or after that so I mean you that, work your glutes my glutes your buttocks yes I do uh, I'm hoping to see Mike Tyson in Vegas we should um, get Tyson on I would that. love to have How Tyson great would that be? he's awesome he's such a great interview I saw him last time I was out there when he was doing his one man show uh, in uh, the comedy, the MGM Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, and I was why well, I had seen it in the Beacon Theater here in New York, and I went and saw it there. And it called uh, Undisputed. Yeah, and it was really truthful, and it was fun to see it in a small comedy club because Mike is one of those oh, guys wow. he can't. I mean, he's done it in theaters and sold yeah. out, filmed the Facebook. But it, Mike is one of those guys that can't help but be honest. Like he he almost he just spits out information. He can't fucking help himself. I think that's what people love. So about enjoyable. Him. People love that. Yeah. about him. So know? I saw him after, and you know, Flavor Flavor was there that night, and it was so weird because Flav, I, did I tell you this on the? Did we talk about this on the? I don't. I never remember. I apologize if I repeat myself. Just tell me to shut up. But he was there, and I, I don't like. Is, is Flav gay? Because he was with a young guy. I didn't know who it was. He was with a young, handsome guy. Like maybe Flav goes. I mean, you know. And then I go back afterwards to see Tyson, and it was uh, it was Ali's grandson. Oh. So it was obviously Flav. No, it lives next to him. I heard them talking. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Because uh, I was like, the whole Flavor of Love now, thing was a, was a scam. Tell, I was so upset. You, there was a Twitter <laughs> question, and I'm, I would love to get to the guy. And it was asking me, and I think I just found the perfect guy. They were saying. Ew, isolate that. They, they let's, was, let's replay that. <laughs> I, I, I found the perfect gentleman. They were saying, who would be a good opponent if Jim Norton ever fought in the octagon? I, uh, Flavor Flav! A AZT. Um, you no. and Flavor Flav, that would be an amazing. <laughs> I, I trained you for that. You know, Flavor Flav, it was so funny at the at the because when I watch a show, I'm very quiet. He, and he's not with Bridget Nielsen no more. Was that ages ago? Yeah, I, think I used so. to watch that Flavor of Love, and she was this big giant, sexy and, girl though. I mean, yeah, back in Cobra, yeah, <laughs> back right. when she well, was with Stallone and Cobra. I don't know about lately in, in Rocky Four, she was pretty sexy, but. Uh, I you know, and enough. And, and she was Red Sonia. Was she Red Sonia? I don't know. I, uh, the fact that I know all this stuff about Bridget Nielsen is pretty disturbing. I um, believe Flav was a little buzzed. I, I, I could be wrong, but he seemed a little because he was kind of yelling out like Tyson's doing a. It's a one man show. It's like you, yeah. you, and and Flav is like yelling Brooklyn, and at one point he walks on, he hugs Mike in the middle. Yeah. It was really a bizarre, bizarre uh, time at the Mike Tyson show. But hopefully we can get him in Vegas. We're going to be out there for two. Who, Flavor Flav? No, okay, no. I'd love good. to talk to Flav too. He would do what he probably talk about whatever he wants. Flav tends to go off topic. Does he still wear the big clocks? Yes, he did. Oh, wait, did he have one that night? I don't remember. He has those big wall clocks on around his neck. I don't was, remember. That was big back in all day. Yeah, back I know. In, back in the 80s. I never did it. No, I didn't either. It wasn't my style. It wasn't mine either. But uh, there's a great picture of uh, on the original uh, on that. Wait, the, I almost fucking spiled the whole day. Eric B. and Rock Kim story thinking about Public Enemy. You ever mix up your rappers? Did you like rap when you grew up? I, I used to love 
love rap. Who'd you and like? I used, to, I used to get some crap from my old man. My old man was, uh, my father was on the NYPD. And, you know, there was some songs I just like to sound like, like with Flavor Flav, I remember blasting 911 as a joke and I was working out. I was 15 years old. I was in my room. And my and it was right to the backyard. It, it, my uh, the windows were open. My father was back there. He starts getting up to this thing. He starts, he starts singing in the window like, yeah, you know, man, nice, nice fucking song, basically. You know, and right. I'm just like, you know, sorry, Dad. I, I like the I like the rhythm. I don't know. I just I like rap. I always like rap music. Even now, when I'm training, I put on like rap strength training. Oh really? And, oh yeah, man. I put that on in uh, on Pandora. I put in the rap strength training, and I just. I get ghetto fabulous, man. I I, I get very gangster. I'm an old man I, though. I like old school rap. Like I like fucking Slick Rick. Yeah. And like you know, old Run DMC. Like, yeah. I like those no. guys. No, I like that too. No, I like that too because that's that's the stuff that that we we came up with. I'm around your age, and uh, but I like the new stuff too, man. I, I like a lot of the new stuff, man. I, and then could I point out anything? I mean, there's a lot of so- <laughs> there's songs I still. I know it's bad. I sing like what is it? The hook, like dude. And I sure. gotta stop doing that, man, because I got young kids and. I'll be like a Drake song and I'll be at home and I'll be like, gotta, what is it? Gotta hit him with the prenup and shit like that. And my kids are on this, what's a prenup? I go, oh no, it's a song. And I gotta try to backtrack and I gotta be careful with that. You know who else would say what's a prenup? Phil Collins. That guy loves getting divorced and fucking shelling out cash. Is that what happened recently? Uh, what happened with him? I don't know recently, but you know he's legendary for fucking just, you know, taking money and throwing it as really? ex-wives. Yeah. God bless right now, Phil all the all the youngins right now listening are going, "Oh, who's Phil Collins? Is he a a baseball player? Who is he? He's he's a he's a very famous uh, singer. And what group was he in? Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, this is all, for me and you. We know that giant Charlie Brown head. Sue Sue Sudia annoyed me. That was a dumb song. I don't know what it meant. What, what is it? Sue Sue Sudia. You remember that song, right? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I do. I also remember this song. Shit. I remember this song with uh, all the puppets. They made the video. Uh, all the puppets. Uh, um, a world of uh, a world of illusion. I don't remember. <laughs> Land of confusion. Land of confusion. World of illusion. I like that you're just kind of making. Here's, <laughs> wow, that was close. <laughs> oh, dude, this is. I think it rhymes. A world of illusion. It's not. It's what? Uh, Land of Confusion, which Disturbed oh, remade, by the way. Disturbed God. did a great remake of Land of Confusion. Really? Yes, they did. Really bizarre to hear Disturbed doing a, uh, a, a Phil Collins song. I want to hear that. What I, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like when he did You Can't Hurry Love. I don't, I, didn't, I don't like 50s remakes. I think it was a, or a 60s <sighs> remake. Like, I, I didn't like when Rod Stewart did We're Having a Party. Not Yuck! A, yeah, Are you Rod Stewart? I'm not a. I'm not Stop a Rod, singing I'm about not a parties. Rod guy. There's some stuff that I, he did back in the day. Phil Collins. Sure. That, oh, I think uh, I said Rod Stewart. I think maybe you liked his stomach pumping. If you remember that legend. No, it's right. <laughs> th- that, that, that was him. That, yeah. you, that's the the rumor. Yep. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that was him. I heard yes. the one about the hamster with the other guy. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, I, and I don't even understand. And listen, everybody's sexual. Whatever they're into, they're oh, into. Oh, sure. But I mean, and once you get into rodents in your ass, I mean, that's when you have to yeah. draw the line. If I you got to go to the pet store before you come, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You have a problem. <laughs> oh, dude, I get. Why do I get so lightheaded when I, I laugh like that? Oh, that's great, man. But uh, I mean, with the Twitter, ugh, I, I mean, are they asking you questions? I got a, I got a, I got a ton of stuff. I got Somebody, one I want to ask. Go ahead. What are they? What are, and this to me is a good question because I've wondered this. The question is this: What's the key to an intimidating walkout entrance, and who has the best walkout entrance in UFC? Great question. And uh, I have, I have a follow up. Mm. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm going to guess first. 
my walkouts that I like are I don't like like John has a walkout Jones he'll do the thing where he claps and he's psyched up to me Ronda Rousey has the best walkout oh that's great she does not you know now if you're a fighter I don't know maybe Stipe because he looks so relaxed and just kind of yeah. happy to be there and like yep I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face maybe that's intimidating but to you what was intimidating to me Rousey's got the best walkout I actually I, I, I DVR'd a, a Rousey fight and then just went back and watched her walkout it's so good she is. She's so intense, and I love her song. I love her. Oh, I, I know. love the um, bad reputation. Or oh, it, it just for some reason it just it's just like the perfect song for her. Like uh, it just it gets you pumped up. I hope she never changes it. It's right. so it's so great. What was yours? I miss her. I miss I miss her. Like I'm back. I know. Well, I, I, I miss Rhonda. I, I I I love watching her fight. It's just I love her arm locks. I love her intensity. Uh, uh, everything about her, I, I I I miss watching her fight. I hope and uh, and hopefully she's coming back soon. Hopefully I hope so too. News for that. Hopefully you have news with that soon. What was but, your uh, walkout song? My walkout my my walkout song was. I just isn't it weird? I bark at everything. Is uh, I used to come out to the Rocky. Uh, I, when I fought GSP, I came out with a um, a little remix of the okay. Rocky of the Rocky song, and it was so great. And it just. A buddy of mine made it, and it it sound it just it just summed up. It just it was so great, man, because I really felt like that underdog. And then after that, I came out to traditional when I fought like Trig and my last few fights. I came out to the traditional uh, "Gonna Fly Now," you know. And then, oh, and that's then a good song. All right. Oh, it's so great. That's a good and song. Then, and then Junior Dos Santos started coming out to it, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little a little a little bugged, annoyed. Well, it's almost like listen, I'm a short Italian guy, always the underdog. You're a big Brazilian monster. Get can you get your own song that has something to do with you like don't get me wrong it's great well you know i, I that was mine you first. were doing it first i was doing it first and uh and i believe that suits me you know i i love being that rock I, that that just it just pumped me up and oh man i loved it what's the weirdest walkout song you've heard or the word once in a while you'll oh. hear someone come out with some weird love I, song like a yeah. lot of times I'll, I'll see it and again i don't know if it's a brazilian thing but like it'll be a, a deadly fighter coming out you know, but you know, it's some beautiful love song. It's like, how does that what, get you want to uh, fight? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his what the Crocop? Crocop always comes out the Wild Boys from Duran Duran or something. Oh, God. and it's kind of hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. What's the proper word? It just makes me really what? uncomfortable. A little uncomfortable. It makes me a little uncomfortable. Makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. then he because then he he's in there with those little. Short weird, shorts, weird short shorts, little the wild boys. Mirko shorts. Yeah, you could just picture them with like the glow sticks in a club with the fucking those same shorts on on top sure of can. a speaker. Just <laughs> <sure can. laughs> I've never met Krokop. I want to meet Mirko Krokop. Yeah, yeah, man, I really like um, him. You know, I mean, I was I, I was on the same card as him when he I think when he fought Frank Mir. That's right. It's my last fight when I fought Chris Lytle. And I remember some fans were in the in the in the lobby and they're like, oh, okay, and he just literally just mm. who won the fight. Uh, Mir won that one. Mir, I think, laid him out. Is that why he didn't want to meet people? No, it was before oh, the fight. Okay, and it kind of just was like, oh, like I don't know. I was a Croatian cop, though. I mean, they, listen, you know, those guys. Yeah, hey, hey, listen, yeah, I, I guess people deal with their fans different ways, and that kind of turned me off a little bit. All right, well, I hope everyone agrees. This was a delightful episode. Uh, we have to. You know, I keep forgetting to plug my dates. Just go to jimnorton.com if you want to watch me perform. I'm a comedian. For those of you that don't know, oh, know. and uh, you know, let's hope so. And I got a bunch of stuff coming up, so I, I should start plugging that more. But thank you to the great John Jones. 
Uh, that was a really good interview, and was I, I was shocked at a couple of his answers. Very honest. I love the honesty. Love the honesty. I do too. I don't like the generic any answer that you just that he's supposed to say, or the people that the, the right thing to say, the PC things to say. I always prefer when people will say it. And don't forget, by the way, next Tuesday, because Monday is the is the Fourth of July. Yes. Uh, you know we're not, we're not. Uh, what, what would Gunnery Sergeant Hartman say? You goddamn communist heathens! <laughs> we are Americans, so we celebrate July the Fourth. So 100%. we are not coming in here. No. July the Fourth. We will be doing it July the Fifth. So we're going to tape the day of. Normally we tape the day before just to break the fourth wall. And um, today we're going to be uh, next Tuesday day of. So it's going to be out a little bit later. We'll tweet. I'm sure Dana will tweet. We'll let you know. And I'm not sure who we're going to have on, but we had Cormier this week. We had Jones this week. And uh, I, I am so psyched to be going to Vegas. And Matt well, we're and I are sharing a room. So we're hanging out. I, that, that's a rumor about the whole room thing. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and, and why'd you buy me that wig? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> that was for thing. me. That, oh, thank God. Uh, another thing, people, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment and give us a rating. Even if it's a shit rating. No, don't leave a shit rating. Leave us, if you like us, spread the good word about this podcast, UFC Unfiltered. I mean, we're having a great time. We want this party to keep going. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment, and give us a rating. We love you. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.